The Bradford Exchange presents The Classic Radio Theater with your host, Carl Amari. Countdown for blast off. X minus one. Yes, it's Maxwell House Coffee Time, starring George Burns and Gracie Allen. Richard Diamond, private detective. The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. Suspense. It's time once again for another comedy episode of Our Miss Brooks. Dragnet. We offer you escape. Kraft presents the Great Gildersleeve. Yeah. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Good evening, friends of the Inner Sanctum. The Jack Benny Program. Welcome, everyone, to episode 69 of the Classic Radio Theater. Each week, the Bradford Exchange and participating sponsors bring you three hours of the Classic Radio Theater, featuring programming from the golden age of radio. This time, we'll hear two half-hour comedy episodes of the Aldrich family. We'll begin after this short break. The Aldrich Family was the quintessential teenage sitcom, focusing on the comic exploits of Henry Aldrich as he negotiated the challenges of growing up in the modern age. Youngsters were quick to identify with Henry, a typical teenager in high school who, along with his pal Homer Brown, faced adolescent tribulations on a weekly basis. Henry Aldrich was the brainchild of Clifford Goldsmith, who wrote What a Life in 1937, a stage play in which the character of Henry Aldrich first appeared. Henry's misadventures were broadcast as 10-minute insertions on Rudy Valley's program in 1937 and became a weekly feature on Kate Smith's radio show throughout 1938. By 1939, the concept was expanded into a half-hour situation comedy series entitled The Aldrich Family. Ezra Stone was radio's first Henry Aldrich, and would have the role the longest. There were other actors to portray Henry, including Norman Tokar, Raymond Ives, Dickie Jones, and Bobby Ellis. Within two years, the Aldrich family reached the top 10. A Crosley rating of 33.4% of listeners meant the show rivaled Jack Benny and Bob Hope. Hoping to cash in on the Andy Hardy film success, Paramount produced 11 Aldrich Family movies. A TV series and comic books followed. The show's popularity inspired a number of other well-meaning teenage sitcoms, including Archie Andrews, A Date with Judy, Meet Corliss Archer, and That Brewster Boy. Time now for the first of two comedy episodes of The Aldrich Family. In this first episode, it's almost Thanksgiving, and there's only one turkey left to be had. Here's The Aldridge Family, starring Bobby Ellis from November 23, 1952. Henry! Henry Aldridge! Comic Mother! Yes, it's The Aldridge Family, as transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. One seventeen Elm Street in Centerville is a house like many other houses, and it might be a very solemn and state place if there weren't a boy in it. And when that boy is a typical teenager like Henry Aldrich, well, it's a place where unexpected things are always happening. The scene opens in one of Centerville's grocery stores. The time is afternoon. Hello, hello. 
Hello, Mother. This is Henry. Who? Henry. Henry Aldridge, your son. Oh, is everything all right, dear? Are you all through at the store? Practically. I just wanted to tell you, though, they're all out of mincemeat, and I've been to two other stores. What's that? They don't have any mincemeat at all? No. Mr. Preston said people shouldn't let their shopping go till the day before Thanksgiving. He said that... Dear, I don't care what he said. It's going to be a blow to your father. But I guess he'll have to be satisfied with pumpkin pie. I know, but they don't have any pumpkins either. Don't they have any canned pumpkin? Oh, canned pumpkin? And Henry, have you picked up the turkey? No, not yet. I haven't been over to that side of the store. Well, dear, you go over there just as soon as you hang up and tell Mr. McGill you want the turkey I ordered three weeks ago. Yes, Mother. Only how about Sage? What about it? Hey, Henry. What do you want, Homer? When you get through with that phone, I want it. What's that, Henry? Mother, I said, what shall I do about Sage? They're all out of it. Henry, they can't be. Mr. Preston said it's a count of the late shopping. Well, dear, you ask Mr. Preston whether he can't fix up Mrs. Aldrich with just a little Sage for her Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sure he has some put away somewhere. Listen, Henry, when can I use that phone? Gee whiz, Homer, can't you see I'm talking to my mother? What's that, Henry? Nothing, Mother, I'm just talking to Homer. Henry, you aren't fooling around down there with Homer, are you? What's that? It sounds to me like you haven't done any of the shopping I sent you to do. Well, I'm doing the best I can, Mother. Gee whiz, all I've got is two pair of hands. Listen, Henry, I've got to use that phone. Well, please hurry, dear, and don't waste any time with Homer. But, Mother... Goodbye. Goodbye. Boy, Henry, it's about time. Gee whiz, Homer, you have to push your guy right out of the booth. Don't speak to me. Don't say a word. I'm trying to remember five different things to tell my mother. Gee, I gotta get some sage. Number, please. Mm, squash, chestnut, cinnamon. Number, please. The uh, cinnamon. I mean, uh, operator, just make it plain 232 without the cinnamon. May I have your number, please? I told you, 232, Elm. Elm, 232. Gee whiz, now I've forgotten our whole Thanksgiving dinner. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon... Oh, boy. Squash, chestnuts, cinnamon. Hello? Yeah, listen, Mother, what came after cinnamon? What's that? Who did you want? Isn't this my mother? Well, yes, Homer, it is. Have you got everything for our dinner? Well, the only thing on your list that they've got is breadcrumbs and cleaning powder. Well, did you get them? Well, yes, but it isn't much of a Thanksgiving dinner. What's that? Oh, boy, cranberries. What? I just happen to remember cranberries. That's what came after cinnamon. Well, what about them? I can't get any. Oh, now, Homer, they must have at least a few cranberries. No, they haven't. Henry Aldridge got the last half pound. What's that? Oh, Homer, you aren't wasting your afternoon with Henry Aldridge, are you? No. Only gee whiz, he bought the last cranberries. Well, dear, I don't see how he can have turkey without cranberries. Well, you don't have to worry, Mother. I've got something even better. Oh, that's good. What'd you get? Ketchup. <laughs> Ketchup? To go with turkey? Oh, well, I like it on anything. And so does Father. I know, dear. And it's red. If you pour it on corn kernels, it looks just like cranberries. <laughs> oh, Homer, did you tell Mr. McGill you want our turkey? Well, that's another thing. There's only one. Well, one is all we want. No, I mean one turkey for everybody. And Mr. McGill isn't sure, but he's pretty sure Mrs. Aldridge reserved that. Now, dear, Mrs. Aldridge didn't reserve that turkey any more than I did. I asked Mr. McGill to put it aside for me weeks ago. You did? Yes, now run right over and tell him. Hey, Homer, I gotta use that phone again. Well, just a minute, Henry. Homer! Is Henry Aldrich there? Well, yes, Mother. Well, he hasn't got hold of that turkey, has he? Just a minute. Henry, what's in that big bag there? Squash. Now hurry up, Homer. Mother, it's all right. It's squash. Oh, oh, Homer, did you get any squash? Well, that's what I was going to tell you. They don't have the kind you wanted. Look, shall I get the kind Henry got? Dear, get any kind, just so long as your father has a good squash when he sits down with his turkey. (laughs) Okay. 
Uh, Homer, will you let me have that phone? Okay, here. Well, thanks. Hello? Hello? Listen, Homer, why are you handing me your mother? Well, hang her up. What? <laughs> Goodbye, mother. Boy, will I be glad when Thanksgiving is over. Homer, will you please get your oranges and flour and stuff out of this booth? I'm getting them out, Henry. Listen, where did you get that squash? There aren't any more. There aren't? Henry, I'm getting sick of you taking the last everything in this place. Homer, you gotta keep your eyes open around here. Number, please. Elm 303. Elm 303. Just a minute there, Aldrich. What's that? What do you got there in your hand? Can of pumpkin. It was the last one on the counter. I'll say it was. I've been looking all over for it. For this? That's part of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Now give it to me. Well, gee whiz. Hello? Hello, Mother. What do you think just happened? Dear, what is it you want now? Well, I was going to ask whether one can of pumpkin would be enough. Oh, I guess I could make a pie with one can. But Mother, they just took it away from me. What? The man said Mrs. Bartlett saw it first. Dear, do you realize tomorrow is Thanksgiving? It sounds to me as though you aren't even trying. Mother, you'll be glad to hear I got a lot of parsley. Parsley? There doesn't seem to be much of a demand for that. I took six pounds. <laughs> Henry, do you have our turkey? Oh, yeah, gee whiz. You say you have it? No. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you reminded me. Well, you hurry right over to Mr. McGill and ask him for it. Y yes, Mother, I'll go right away. Goodbye. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir? Did you want me? When you took that can of pumpkin, did you pick up a can of cinnamon, too? Cinnamon? No, sir, I haven't even seen any cinnamon. Well, somebody took a can of cinnamon right out of Mrs. Bartlett's order. Hey, Homer. What, Henry? Is Mr. McGill here at the meat counter? Yeah, he's in the back room, wrapping... Uh, that is, I mean, he's wrapping something up for me. Okay, I'll wait for him. Well, he may be in there for quite a while, Henry. Why waste time? Why don't you go over to the other side of the store and do some more shopping? Well, I finally got all mine done, except for one thing. You sure? I mean, why don't you go over and get some cinnamon? They don't have any. Well, sure they have. I just got a can. All I have to buy is something right here for Mr. McGill. Oh, you do? Sure. Hey, Homer, before I forget, have you got your composition written for English? <laughs> oh, gee whiz, we don't have to have it ready until Monday. Well, I know, but I'm going to do mine tonight. Then I'll have a free mind for the whole weekend. Gee whiz, what's keeping Mr. McGill? I'm going to go back there and look for him. Hey, now, wait a minute, Henry, wait. What for? Uh, well, the composition is supposed to be about uh, what you did on Thanksgiving Day. I know. Well, how are you going to write about what you did on Thanksgiving Day on the day before it? I'm going to do, Homer, is eat. I'm going to eat turkey at noon, and then in the evening I'm going to have cold turkey, and just before I go to bed I'm going to have some more turkey. Oh, well, that's nice. Sounds like an interesting composition. Uh, now then, Homer, here you are. A very nice 18 pounds. Thank you, Mr. McGill. Thank you very much. It's the last it's one. It's so long, Henry. Homer, you haven't told me what you're going to do on Thanksgiving Day. Homer? Gee whiz, is he in a hurry? Now then, young man, what can I do for you? you explain to Mr. McGill that he promised me a turkey? Well, sure, Mother, and he said that he could definitely promise you one. When? The day after tomorrow. Henry, I need a turkey for Thanksgiving, <laughs> not the day after. When Homer took that turkey, did you tell him he was really taking our Thanksgiving dinner? Mother, I didn't have a chance to. He just grabbed it from right under my nose and ran. And Mr. McGill said Homer told him we didn't want the turkey? Well, Mr. McGill said Homer didn't actually say it. He, he just implied that we didn't. 
Very well, Henry, here's what I want you to do. You're to go over to the Browns and tell Homer's mother exactly what happened. And demand the turkey? You don't have to demand it, dear. If you just explain things, I'm sure Mrs. Brown will be only too glad to give it to you. She will? Yes, dear. Now start right away. Yes, mother. And hurry right back with it. Yes, mother. Alice? Yes, Sam? Where did you just send Henry? Over to the Browns, dear, to get that turkey. Now, wait a minute, Alice. Dear, I'm sorry. It isn't theirs. It's ours. And we have guests coming. But, Alice, the Browns are old friends of ours. You can't do a thing like that to them. Not at Thanksgiving. And besides, in all fairness, they have an equal right to that turkey. Now, the sensible thing to do is... Whom are you calling? Number, please. Elm 391. Elm 391. Sam, you aren't inviting anyone else for dinner, are you? No, Alice, I'm calling the market. Dear, believe me, they don't have any more turkeys down there. Very well. We'll get something else. Old Hill Market, good afternoon. Good afternoon, this is Mr. Aldrich. Oh, yes, sir. I'd like to place an order with you. All right, Mr. Aldrich. Now then, I'd like a couple of real nice roasters. What's that? Roasting chickens, say five or six pounds each. But, Mr. Aldrich, where am I going to get them? What's that? There isn't a chicken left in the place. Oh. Well, then you'd better make it a couple of good-sized ducks. Personally, I like duck just as well as turkey. No ducks, Mr. Aldrich. No ducks. Now, wait a minute. You must have something. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. I know, Mr. Aldrich, but it seems like everybody waited till the last minute to do their shopping. My wife and I are having salmon. <laughs> We're having company for dinner. I'll tell you what I can do, Mr. Aldrich. How would you like me to cut up a nice oxtail for you? <laughs> oxtail? What for? For Thanksgiving. It isn't the same as chicken, but it makes a dandy stew and very nourishing. Yeah. Yeah, well, just skip the whole thing. Now, will there be anything else, Mr. Aldrich? No, thank you. I guess you've got everything. Goodbye. Goodbye. Alice. Which did you get, Sam? Chickens or ducks? I've been thinking it over, Alice, and it seems to me you have a perfect right to demand that turkey from the Browns. And, dear, that's exactly what I told Henry to do. Good. But when Henry comes back with it, the thing to do is to call the Browns and insist that they come over here and have Thanksgiving with us. But, Sam, that turkey isn't large enough for all of their guests and our guests, too. Oh. Well, that's too bad. I hate to see the Browns go without... Yeah, I'll answer. Well, of course, if we serve plenty of muffins and yams, we might be able to stretch it. Hello. Is this you, Father? Yes, Henry. Where are you? I'm downtown. Well, hurry on home. Don't dawdle with that turkey. Father, I'm dawdling without the turkey. What? They wouldn't give it to me. Mr. Brown said they bought and paid for the turkey, and that's all there was to it. Oh, he did. Father, isn't there any other place to get a turkey? I'm not interested in any other turkey. We're going to have that one the Browns have, and we're going to eat it tomorrow. Alone. They're not invited. You want me to go back and tell them? No, I'll take care of it. Father, I'm going to go back to see Homer anyhow. Never mind that, Henry. You come right home. But father... Henry? Yes, sir. I'll be right there. Alice. Yes, Sam. What's the matter? I have tried to be patient. I have tried to be considerate. Now I am going to do something. What? Here, Alice. Take this phone. I want you to call the Browns and demand our turkey. <laughs> Is that what she said, Elizabeth? Yes, Will. Why, in all the years I've known Alice Aldrich, I've never heard her talk that way to anyone. All right. All right. If they want to make an issue of the turkey, it's all right with me. Mother, I'll be back in a little while. Homer, where are you going? Well, just over to Henry's. It isn't so late, Mother. Homer, let's get this straight. You're not to have anything to do with Henry Aldrich. Not ever? Not until we've eaten that turkey. <laughs> and if he wants to speak to you, that's his loss. Yeah, but look, I've got to write a composition, and I need a little advice about Thanksgiving. Well, you won't get it over there. I don't think the Aldriches are celebrating Thanksgiving this year. 
Well, can't one of you answer that phone? Now, Elizabeth, don't touch it. It's probably Sam Aldrich calling to pick a fight with me about that turkey. Well, now, Will, the least you can do is talk to him. Even if he loses his temper, you don't have to lose yours. Elizabeth, I'm just going to sit here absolutely calm. Father, would you be willing to help me with my composition? What's your problem? Well, I have to compare what the pilgrims did on their first Thanksgiving with what I did tomorrow. Well, for one thing, you can point at uh, uh, what you did tomorrow. Yes, sir. What did you do tomorrow? What's that? Homer, what are we talking about? Well, I think you should at least go to the phone and tell Sam you're not going to give him that turkey. He'll find out soon enough, Elizabeth. He'll find out. He's found out already. Well, uh, What's that? It's the front door. And I'm not going to sit here and just hear bells ringing. I'll go to the door. I'm willing to do that. Well, let me know who it is. The same here, Father. Hello there, Will. Well, well, Sam Aldrich, aren't you, uh, that is, uh, <laughs> won't you come in? No, thanks, Will. Uh, Mr. Brown, is Homer here? Uh, now, Henry, you stay right here on the steps where you are. Don't bother the Brown. Oh, uh, Henry's no bother. Is there something I can do for you, Sam? Will, I don't know what this is all about, but I take it that Alice lost her temper when she phoned your wife a few minutes ago. Just between ourselves, Will, women have a tendency to exaggerate the importance of things. You're right, Sam. I tried to reason with Elizabeth. I'm afraid she went a little overboard herself. When you get right down to it, there isn't any turkey in the world worth sacrificing our friendship over. No, no, of course not. And Alice will be the first to admit the same thing. That's just the way Elizabeth feels. So, I just wanted to tell you to enjoy the turkey and have a fine Thanksgiving. Uh, now, wait a second, Sam. The fact is, I was just going to start for your house with that turkey. No, oh, no, Will, no. Just forget the whole thing. No, Sam, I mean it. Uh, <laughs> Gee whiz, Father, is Mr. Brown really going to give us the turkey? Henry, if he brings the turkey out here, we're not going to take it. Why not? Well, don't you think I have any pride? I never got down on my knees for a turkey before. And then... hey, here you are, Sam. It's all wrapped and everything. Oh, no, no, Will, no, 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 Will. Where are you going with that turkey? Be quiet, Elizabeth. Yes, Sam. <laughs> Oh, no. I wouldn't think of it. You keep it and have a nice dinner tomorrow. Now, Sam, there's no use in your going down those steps without this. Here, Henry, you take it. Shall I, Father? Uh, no, Henry. Come along. Sam! No use following us, Will. It's your turkey. No, Sam, it's yours. I'm putting it right here on the front walk. All right, Will. If you want to leave it there, it's all right with me. There it is on the sidewalk, Sam. I'm going back in the house. And Henry and I are going down the street. Father, hey, Father. What's the matter? Look at those three dogs coming. What's that? Hey, hey, get away from that. Stop. Stop. look. One of them took it. Uh, what's that? He took it. <laughs> to come back here. Well, Will, that was certainly a foolish thing for you to do. What do you mean, for me to do? What did you leave it there for? I left it. I left it. You put it down there yourself. Well, why didn't you pick it up? Why should I? It's your turkey, Will. If you want it, you go get it. Come on, Henry. We've got other things to do. But she whiz, Father. Well, of all of... Uh, of all... What's the matter, Father? Come on, Homer. We've got to chase a dog. <laughs> a dog, Father? For Thanksgiving? <laughs> We'll return to the Aldrich family in just a moment. Now, I don't know how it's going to turn out, 
But it's one sure bet that tonight's Phil Harris Alice Faye show will deliver a full half hour's worth of family comedy. And right after the Harris Faye show on most of these NBC stations, Theater Guild on the Air will bring you Basil Rathbone, Alan Webb, and Margaret Phillips in the radio version of the Broadway hit The Winslow Boy. And then there's adventure with a pair of NBC programs as Jack Webb stars in this week's Dragnet story from the files of the Los Angeles Police Force, while William Gargan will be on hand in the title role of Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. So stay tuned to this NBC station and listen for the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, Theater Guild on the Air, Dragnet, and Barry Craig, Confidential Investigator. Now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldridge. The Browns have somehow got a turkey from the meat market that had been reserved for Mrs. Aldridge. And then while Mr. Aldridge and Mr. Brown were each trying to outdo the other with politeness over the bird, a stray dog ran off with it. The scene opens in the basement of the Elm Street Church. The time is that same evening. Step right in, folks. Step right in. The auction's going to begin shortly. Hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Mr. Aldridge. Hi, Henry. Hello. Has the bidding started yet? No, we'll be starting pretty soon. Pretty nice turkey. Uh, nicest bird you ever saw. 25-pounder. Come on, Henry. Step right in, folks. The auction will begin shortly. Gee, Father, I just happened to remember something. You know that darn dog that stole our turkey? Mr. Brown's turkey. Uh, yes, sir. Well, I think his name is Dodo, and he belongs to that family that lives down on the corner of Maine and Elm. Where? You know, where the fence is broken down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the family Will Brown's always complaining about. They got about 15 children. Yeah, and two dogs for every child. Pardon me, Mr. Aldrich. I want to get right up here in front. Oh, hello, Mrs. Brown. Well, now, folks. Folks, we're auctioning off just one turkey tonight, but it sure is a beauty. They say it's a direct descendant of the first turkey the pilgrims ate. Oh, hey. <laughs> hello there, Mr. Johnson. Oh, hello, Will Brown. Hi, Homer. Hi. We aren't late, are we? You haven't sold a turkey yet, have you? No, sir, but we're going to start right away. Uh, come on, Homer. Let's get over here to one side. Boy, am I tired. Uh, does this tear in my pants show? What tear? When that dog tripped me. <laughs> well, it, it doesn't show too much if you don't bend down. Homer, why couldn't you have remembered this auction before I tried to climb that fence? All right. All right, friends, here she is. It's all for charity, a worthy cause. Bid freely and generously. You may be sure good use will be made of the money. Now, what am I offered for this beautiful turkey? Fifteen dollars. Fifteen on bid. That's an insult to this beautiful bird. I wouldn't be surprised to see her get up and walk off in a huff. Uh, who'll make it eighteen? Twenty. Twenty I have. Why, the drumsticks are worth that. Uh, now, now it's 25. Now it's 25. 30. Now it's 30. Now we're going. I have 30 bids. Father, aren't you going to bid? $30.50. No, no, I'm sorry, Mr. Brown. I'm only taking dollar bids on this. It's all for charity. All right, then. Make it 30. 31. 30, 31 what, Father? 31 what? Dollars, I'm afraid. Uh, 31. 31 it is. Who'll make it 32? 33. I, I mean, 32. No, I heard you the first time, lady. 33 you made it, and thank you. 35. 35 on bid. 35. Well, Homer, I guess that lets us out. 35 I have from Mr. Aldrich. Who'll make it 40? Homer, did he say Aldrich? Oh, gee whiz. Who'll make it 40? 45. 45 on bid. 45. That'll show Sam Aldrich. 45 is the 50. Bid. 55. Gee whiz, Father. Keep quiet, Homer. 55 on bid. 55. Who'll make it 60? 60. Well, thank you, Mr. Brown. You raised your own bid. Thank you. I did? 
67. 70. 70 I have. 70 for charity. 70 once. 70 twice. Father, suppose Mother hears about this. 70 twice to him or... Uh, what did he say, Homer? I don't want to make another mistake. Do I hear more? Father, I'd like to... Now listen, Homer, for the last time, be quiet. Sold for $70 to Samuel Lawrence. <laughs> to who? That's a fine thing. And, Homer, it's all your fault. Mine? Well, how are you, Will? How are you, Sam? Uh, Mr. Aldrich, if you'll step up here and pay your $70... All right, I'll be happy to. Bye, Homer. Bye, Henry. Mr. Aldrich, I want you to know this turkey is going to be wrapped and sent to one of the most deserving families in town. What's that? And presented, of course, with the compliments of the whole Aldrich family. <laughs> what? Oh, boy! <laughs> Junior, keep away. Do you want to frighten him? Here, Dodo. Give me that turkey. That's a nasty turkey, Dodo. You won't like it. Papa, where do you suppose he got it? Natalie, will you stand back and all the rest of you keep back? All right. Stand back, everybody, and let Papa get the turkey. Now, Dodo, for the last time, I want that turkey. We need that turkey. <laughs> we haven't had a turkey dinner in this house in years. Daddy! Look at it, look at it. Where do you suppose Dodo found that turkey, Papa? Uh, well, I don't believe in looking a gift dog in the mouth. <laughs> besides, Dodo knows a lot of people in this town. It, is that the front door? Yes, Papa. It is? Now, look, Junior, take this turkey and go into the kitchen with it. All right. It's our turkey now. Good evening, Mr. Foley. I've got a surprise for you. Uh, what's that, Mr. Johnson? Uh, here you are. It's partly from the Elm Street Church and partly from Sam Aldrich. Well, what's this, a turkey? A 25-pounder and all the trimmings to go with it. Oh, Papa! Oh, Gee whiz, Papa. another turkey! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Happy Just a minute, Alice, and I'll turn the light off. Don't forget to open the window before you get into bed. Mother. Yes, Henry, come in. Mother, I hate to bother you, but could you look over this composition for spelling? Not tonight, dear, but leave it here. I'll go over it in the morning. All right, and thanks. Good night, Henry. Good night. Good night, dear. You know, Alice, I've been thinking it over. You've been thinking what over, Sam? I don't see any reason why we should ask the Browns over for dinner tomorrow. To be quite frank, dear, I agree with you. I'll admit we've been good friends, but after the way Will acted today... And I didn't like Elizabeth's attitude. So we might just as well... Dear, how do you spell Pocahontas? What's that? Well, I guess Henry spelled it right. Anyway, I don't see any point in having guests here for a dinner of cranberries and chestnuts. But, dear, I told you we're also having corned beef hash. Hash. Of course, I know it isn't turkey, but... Sam, how do you spell Pocahontas? Pocahontas? There's no K in it, is there? <laughs> there may be in the original Indian spelling. Sam, listen to this. Listen to what? What I did on Thanksgiving by Henry W. Aldrich. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. Yes, dear, but stop interrupting. This year, the same as last year, we did the same old stuff that we did every other year. <laughs> to begin with, our dinner consisted of turkey. Only he scratched that out and wrote chicken. Yeah? 
Where does he think he's going to eat chicken? Then he scratched that out and just left it blank. Oh. <laughs> After we finished this hearty meal, we felt very stuffed and all sat around and talked about the price of things and the weather and business and stuff like that. Back in the old days, however, it was much more interesting. Then there wasn't much food for anybody, and the pilgrims had to shoot turkeys just like Indians. Pocahontas was one Indian, for example, but she was a good Indian. Mincemeat, in those days, they didn't have at that time, nor things like sage, because no more ships came in that year. When you once got some food, you had to hang on to it for dear life, because almost anybody might steal it, usually a wolf. There were no stores to buy things, so if a wolf took your turkey and stuff, you were out of luck. Let, let me see that on. But it was because of all this that the Pilgrim Fathers, from whom we are all sprung, celebrated their first Thanksgiving and bowed their heads when they sat down over what was in many cases just plain cornmeal mush which is something that even my mother has never gotten me to like as much as I admire the pilgrims for the other things they did. But even cornmeal mush is all right, I guess, as long as they had neighbors to share it. Because, as my father says, when it comes to Thanksgiving, it's the spirit and not the stuffing that counts. Hmm. Father, Homer's on the phone. His folks say if we could bring over a few eggs, they have some cornmeal to make cornmeal muffins, and won't we come over for dinner tomorrow? What do you mean, won't we come over? You tell them to pack up their cornmeal and come over here. I can ask them. Yes, dear, and tell Mrs. Brown if she has any cinnamon to please bring it. I'm going to make applesauce. <laughs> Fight communism by joining the Crusade for Freedom, the independent movement of the American people which supports Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. These two networks are shattering the isolation which the Kremlin has imposed on its slave states. As a private enterprise, they can hit hard and expose the falseness of the communist line. They can spike the hate and lie campaign of the Soviets against the free world. So... Help build more transmitters for Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia. Send your contribution to Crusade for Freedom, care of your local postmaster. so, dear. Well, look, Mr. Foley's dog, Dodo, is out in the front yard. Yes, Henry. And Homer and I are going to take him and do a little hunting. Hunting, dear? Just around the neighborhood and see what we can dig up. The Aldridge Family is transcribed as written by Clifford Goldsmith. 
Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldridge are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with the Aldridge family. Good night, everybody. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. And that's The Aldridge Family, starring Bobby Ellis from November 23, 1952. Also in the cast, Jackie Grimes, Catherine Rott, Bob Dryden, and House Jameson is heard over NBC. All of the classic radio shows we present on this series are direct from the master recordings. I have more than 100,000 original radio episodes under license from the owners and estates, and we make them available via digital download or on CD through our Classic Radio Club. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you'll receive 10 superior-sounding classic radio shows sent directly to you each month, along with detailed liner notes and photos of the stars. You'll receive your first 10 classic radio shows for only $1, and you can cancel at any time. To learn more about the Classic Radio Club, log on to ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. I'll have another comedy episode of The Aldridge Family after this short break. Welcome back to the Classic Radio Theater. I'm your host, Carl Amari. This time, an outdoor refreshment stand in December doesn't earn enough to buy the boys a car, so the boys decide to rent rooms for the night to strangers at the Aldridge House. Here's the Aldridge family from December 14, 1952, starring Bobby Ellis. Now it's the Aldridge family on NBC. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother? Yes, it's the Aldrich family as transcribed, written by Clifford Goldsmith. Adults think they have problems. But a teenager also has his share of them. And if he's a typical American boy like Henry Aldridge, it seems there's no end of problems. One bumps right smack into another one. And the search for solutions is always a desperate one. The scene opens in the Aldridge kitchen. The time is afternoon. Now listen, Homer, let me squeeze the next lemon. Why don't you be getting the sugar out, Henry? I already got it. Come on, it's my turn to run the juicer. Okay. Yes, Mother? Where are you? Um, well, I, Homer and I are just sort of here in the kitchen. I thought you promised Homer's father you'd wash his dog. We are washing it, Mother. In the kitchen? Well, no, Mrs. Aldridge. Smoothie stayed outside for the time being. Sure, we just came in for a drink of water. So you're making lemonade. Well, Mother, you know how warm you get chasing a dog. No, 
I'm afraid I don't. And you'd better finish that dog before Will Brown comes back. Oh, he's over fixing our furnace, Mrs. Aldridge, with Henry's father. We got all the time in the world. Well, Sam, I must say that I am a little warm. Oh, boy, Homer, is that your father already? We'd better hurry, Henry. Come on out in the kitchen, Will. What we can find. That sounds good to me. I sure am thirsty. Hello, Father. Hello, boys. You all finished? That's just what we were going to ask you. <laughs> well, I guess I owe you boys 35 cents, huh? 35 cents, Father? Yeah, for washing the dog. Here you are. Well, uh, well, well, you really don't have to pay us right now, Mr. Brown. Oh, here, take it. How does Smoothie look? Boy, she certainly was a sight. <laughs> I'll say she was. Where is she? Out and back. Uh, here, Smoothie. Father, wouldn't you like some swell lemonade first? Uh, lemonade? Here, you can have my glass, Mr. Brown. And here, Father, you take Homer's glass. I don't want to deprive you, boys. Oh, gosh, Father, it's no deprivacy at all. Well, thank you. Oh. Yeah, that certainly hits the spot, boys. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, Father. Uh, now I'll go out in the back and take a look at Smoothie. Well, first, won't you have another glass of lemonade? Oh, I'd like to see Smoothie. Oh, come on, Will. Let's go in the living room and relax. I'm tired. Well, maybe you're right, Sam. Come to think of it, I'm pretty tired myself. Much obliged for the lemonade, boys. Oh, that's all right, Father. That's the least we could have done for you. Henry, let's hurry up and finish up on Smoothie. Sure. As soon as we make a little lemonade for ourselves. Hey, boy, this is some juicer. With this 35 cents, Henry, how much do we have? $12. Boy, all we need is $3 more, and we'll have enough for a down payment on that car we saw. The only trouble is, Homer, how are we going to get three more dollars? Why don't we go into business? What kind of business? Well, something we've had experience in. Like washing dogs. You mean for people? Sure. They're the only ones who have money. <laughs> Homer, maybe you got something there. You're darn right. It's taking a lot longer to do smoothie than I thought it would. I think we ought to charge 50 cents. Oh, boy, we're all out of lemons, Homer. Only I know what we do have in the icebox. What? And I'd like to try it on the squeezer, too. It's a pineapple. Gee whiz, I sure like pineapple. It's already got the bottom cut off. Stand back now while I put it on here. Hang on, Henry. Look, Homer, look what I got to it. Boy, will we have some drink. The only thing is, Henry... Will we charge the same price to wash your Great Dane as we do a Fox Terrier? Well, naturally, we'll charge different prices for different sizes. Then for thoroughbreds, we'll have to charge a lot extra. Oh, sure. They need a more delicate soap. Homer, do you know what else you ought to squeeze in here? What? <clears throat> Look, in the icebox, here's half a cantaloupe. Why didn't I think of that before? Sure. Now step the motor up first, though, Henry. Here we go, Homer. Henry, look at what you did. Why didn't you jump out of the way? The seeds are all over me. <laughs> oh, don't worry about those, Homer. Hey, here, just take a taste of what we've made here. Well, how is it? Boy, I think we've got something. Mmm. Gee whiz, I'll say we have. How about patenting it? Could we patent a thing like this? Well, sure, why not? It's our own personal formula. Every time anybody wants a glass, well, they send us so much money. Whether they like it or not? Sure. How would they know where we live? We'll send them our address. Or maybe we could have our own roadside stand. Let's have a little more of that punch, Henry. Hey, how about a roadside stand? In December, Henry? Come on, Sam. Homer, I thought you said you washed smoothie. Well, we did get her half washed, Father. Well, what's she supposed to do? Finish the job herself? <laughs> well, uh, we didn't think we ought to rush her into it, Mr. Brown. 
She was so warm by the time we caught her, we thought she ought to cool off first. Mm, well, I'll just take back that 35 cents until she does cool off. Well... Homer? Yes, Father. <laughs> the real reason we haven't finished smoothie is because we had to work out this special drink. Uh, for smoothie? <laughs> Gosh, no, Father, for a roadside stand. What roadside stand? Didn't you know? So we can get enough money to make a down payment on our car. Well, you just forget your roadside stand until next summer. Yeah, but Father, if we don't get a car, Henry and I will have to walk wherever we go. Good. Suppose you start walking toward that dog. Yes, Father. Homer, what happened to your face? Cantaloupe seeds. Well, I'll go with you, Homer, and hold her while you wash her. Oh, I better hold her, Henry. She's pretty ticklish. <laughs> well, what harm can it do if the boys run a roadside stand? Uh, I don't know, but instinct tells me no. Well, personally, I like their initiative. They ought to be encouraged. Only well, I don't think the boys need a car, not in the winter anyhow. Don't be absurd, Will. They'll never actually earn enough to get a car. No, but why take a chance? Hey, let's have some more of this lemonade. Here, Will. Well, we'll both have a lot less trouble on our hands if we let them try their luck as yeah. businessmen. And we'll have still less if we don't. Well, here's to us. Here's to us. Ooh, this drink. It's okay, Sam. Let the boys have their roadside stand. They won't get any car. Refreshments, mister? A delicious punch? Ice cold, homemade punch? Boy, there were a lot of people in that car, too. Henry, I'm getting colder by the minute. Well, here, have another glass of punch. Could we warm it up a little first? Hey, Homer, maybe that's the trouble. What is? Maybe we should be featuring our hot dogs. Sure, that's an idea. Boy, if everybody is as cold as I am, I'll try it. Get your hot dogs here. Red hot hot dog. Hot dogs with mustard. Red hot mustard. Maybe they've got a heater in their car. <laughs> hey, here comes another one. Get your hot, hot dogs, dogs here. here. Red, red, red hot hot dogs here. With mustard. Red hot. Gee whiz, he wouldn't even stop. What time do you think it is, Henry? Oh, it isn't so late. Seems like an awful long time since the sun went down. I'm cold. Oh, gee whiz, Homer, we can't quit after investing all our money in this stuff. We got nearly $4 tied up here. Henry, it stands to reason. If we've only sold 25 cents worth since 3 this afternoon, we're never going to sell $4 worth this late. Yeah, but we're paying rent to the guy that owns this stand. We've got to get full use out of it. Now I know why we got it so cheap. <laughs> hey, here comes a car. Refreshments, mister? Hot dogs? Peanut butter sandwiches? Henry, do you suppose our location has anything to do with it? Our location? Well, maybe it isn't good to be on a curve that's on the side of a hill. <laughs> People get hungry on curves. Well, the fellow that owns this place couldn't even sell gas. Hey, here comes another car. I'll stop it. Hey, mister, refreshments, sandwiches, hot dogs for cold days? Henry, he's stopping. He's stopping. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yes, sir. Two quarts of oil. Oil? <laughs> and I'm sorry, but we don't carry oil. What you got those signs up for? Oh, those are from another guy. He went broke. Looks as though you're going to do all right, too. Thanks. <laughs> How about a delicious drink? Yeah, that sounds good. Nice hot cup of coffee sure would warm me up. We haven't got coffee. What have you got? Ice cold punch. Ice cold punch? On a night like this? It's got pineapple and cantaloupe and strawberries and... 
Thomas. He didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> Anyhow, we stopped. That's encouraging. Let's drink a little more punch. You drink it. I don't want any more. I'm all goose pimples. Well, you gotta eat something, Homer, to keep up your strength. Henry, maybe we shouldn't have told our folks we wouldn't be home for dinner tonight. Homer, somebody stop. Hey, got any hot dogs? Yes, sir. Let's have five to take out to the car. Yes, sir, five. Homer, where'd you go? Homer? Yeah, what do you have, Henry? Make it five. Yes, sir, coming up. Five what? <laughs> hot dogs. Didn't I tell you, Homer? It was just a case of sticking to it. Uh, will it take very long, Mac? No, sir, you'll have them right away. Homer, which bag are they in? Haven't you got them on the fire? We ate all we cooked. But it won't take any time at all, sir. All we have to do is build a fire. Build a fire? <laughs> Homer, go out and find some kindling. Never mind, Mac. Can't you wait? I've got to make the coast by Wednesday. <laughs> I know, but wait. How about some peanut butter sandwiches? Or some delicious new punch? We're farther away from getting our car than we ever were. Well, all I can say, Homer, is I don't like your talking as though what we're doing is a mistake. All I can tell you, Henry, is how things look to me. All right, then, all right. Now I suppose you want to quit, just when people are beginning to stop. Sure. I'm going home, and I'm taking my share of the hot dogs, too. Okay, Homer, I expected it all the time. Hey, gee whiz, what's that? It's a car. Is it a customer? Hello there. What can we do for you? How far is it to the next town? Centerville's in back of you. Yeah, I know. We just came from there. Isn't a room left in town? Joseph, let's drive on. I don't like talking to strange men on the road. Oh, we're not men. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness, Joseph, he's drawing a gun. This isn't a gun, it's a hot dog. Billy, be yourself. You boys don't have any cabins here, do you? No, sir. Well, I'm not going any further tonight. Would you like to sleep here in our road stand? Does it have heat and running water? Well, no, not exactly. Do you know of any place we could get a room? I'd pay anything in reason. Hey? Would it have to be a hotel? Any place at all, just so long as it has some beds. Well, of course you could stay at my house. We could? They could, Henry? Are there just the two of you? Oh, well, there's my husband here. And our two grandchildren asleep in the back seat. Well... How much do you charge a night? Well... Alice, you asleep yet? What is it, Sam? Is Henry in? No, dear, I've been listening for him. Well, he'll be along. Dear, I'm worried to death. They're out there on that main highway all alone, and it's cold. They'll take care of themselves, all right. Well, they didn't even come home for dinner. They probably ate their own hot dogs and enjoyed them. Listen, Sam. Isn't that a car stopping in front of the house? Probably somebody bringing Henry home. Well, it may be my imagination, but it sounds as if there were five or six getting out of that car. Now, Alice, there aren't five or six getting out of it. Henry and Homer are probably unloading the dishes he borrowed. Was that the front door I just heard? I hope so. Either that or the furnace exploding. <laughs> Henry? Henry? What is it, Mother? Be sure to lock the door, dear. I have locked it. And, Father, can I ask you something? Not tonight, Henry. It's time to go to bed. But it won't take more than a second. 
How was business, son? Well, not very good at the beginning, but let me tell you how we ended up. I'm glad you did so well, but not tonight. Yeah, but, Mother, just let me tell Henry, you... Henry, you... your father and I both want to get to sleep. You don't think you'd be even slightly interested? Please close the door. Yes, Father, but I just want to say that business is very good. Don't get up too early, dear. No, Mother. Mister? Oh, mister, are you down there? How about these suitcases, young man? Just a minute, I'll be right down. My folks seem to have gone to bed. What time do you serve breakfast? Oh, gee whiz. Just come down any time you like. Father! Father? I'm eating breakfast. Homer, what are you doing up so early? Father, I've been thinking about something all night. I've got an idea. Roadside stand business? Well, that's sort of what I want to talk to you about. Father, why don't we take in rumors? Yeah, rumors? <laughs> Homer, what would we do with rumors? Let them sleep. There's big money in it. There is? Sure. Henry Aldridge made $5 last night. He took home four guests. He did? And now he's going to charge them 25 cents each for breakfast. Uh, do his folks know about it? Well, not yet, I don't think. Uh, Homer, you don't mean to say that Sam Aldridge is going to wake up this morning and find four strange people in his house. Sure. Won't he be surprised to get all that money? <laughs> oh, this is too good to miss. Hey, Homer. Where are you, Henry? Out on the front porch. Come on up to town with me. What for? Well, before my folks get up, I've got to get some oranges, eggs, and pablum. <laughs> We'll return to the Aldrich family in just a moment. Tonight, Phil Harris and Elliot Lewis decide to go big game hunting. But Phil and Elliot track their prey through the wilds of Hollywood, not Africa, when they discover that their sponsor wants an elephant for Christmas. So stay tuned in for laughs on the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show. Two more Hollywood stars will be our featured players in this evening's Theater Guild on the Air broadcast when Joan Fontaine and Francho Tone appear in Edith Wharton's House of Mirth. Next on NBC comes Adventure with Dragnet and Barry Craig, confidential investigator. On Dragnet, Sergeant Joe Friday is assigned to cover a narcotic killing, while Barry Craig will bring out the file marked Holiday for Murder when he recounts this week's case history. So stay tuned to NBC tonight for the Phil Harris, Alice Faye Show, Theater Guild on the Air, Dragnet, and Barry Craig, confidential investigator. It's NBC for the tops in entertainment. Well, now getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Henry and his friend Homer have gone into the roadside stand business. On their first night at work, a party of four came along looking for rooms. And Henry, the complete businessman, took them to his house, only to find his parents had retired. The scene opens in the Aldridge dining room. The time, the next morning. Sam! Sam! I'm all ready for breakfast, Alice. Is Henry up? Well, I thought he was down here. He isn't in his room. Oh, I certainly hope he hasn't gone back to his road stand. Now, Alice, stop worrying. There's nothing wrong with Henry having spunk enough to go out and try to earn a little money. Well, I know, Frankly, but... I like to see it, and we ought to do everything we can to encourage it. Well, perhaps you're right, Sam. Dear, what's that car doing out in front? What car? The one with the Illinois license on it. Oh, apparently the Kilmers next door are having guests. 
Why don't they park in front of their own house? Well, now, sit down and drink your orange juice. I'll go out and get your eggs started. Where's my paper? Right there on the table. Oh, yes. Yes. Sam, listen, isn't that Henry walking around upstairs? It couldn't be. Well, it certainly can't be Mary. She's away, dear. Then you don't hear any footsteps. It's your imagination. I heard Henry come down half an hour ago. And, Sam, where do you suppose all those things on the kitchen table came from? What things? A dozen oranges, two dozen eggs, and a box of pablum. Didn't you order them from the store? Pablum? Of course I didn't. Well, the grocer probably made a mistake. <laughs> well, here's an embarrassing situation some fellow walked into. Did you read about it in the paper? No, what is it? He lives in one of those real estate developments where all the houses look alike. And he came home the other night and went to bed, and when he got up the next morning, he found he'd slept in the wrong house. Imagine, imagine a thing like that. <laughs> not only that, he slept in the wrong pajamas. Oh? And not only Sam. that... Sam! <laughs> Here are your eggs and coffee. Dear, if you want anything more, I'll be out in the kitchen. Thank you, dear. Ah, good morning. Is this the dining room in here? I beg your pardon? What state are you from? What state? Yeah, I'm from Illinois. Name is Jackson. Uh, say, how are the meals here? <laughs> Why, well, I've never heard any complaints. Well, I hope they're better than the beds, that's for sure. How did you sleep last night? Fairly well. You, um, you, uh, know someone here at this house? No, not a soul. We're total strangers here. <laughs> we? How many of you are there? Uh, my wife and myself and two grandchildren. We were going to bring their Aunt Molly, too, but she got sick at the last minute. <laughs> it's her old trouble. The way that woman's ankles swell up. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear it. Say, uh, how do you get service around here? If there's one thing I don't like to do, it's wait. Sam, it is not necessary for you to tap on a glass when you want something. All you have to do is... Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. One order of buckwheat cakes. <laughs> buckwheat cakes? With syrup. And send up two soft-boiled eggs to my wife. Sam. Alice, this gentleman is from Illinois. It's <laughs> very nice, I'm sure. Uh, the children are coming down later. Oh, dear... If you'll excuse me, I'll go back to the kitchen. Not a bad looker, that's for sure. <laughs> well, thank you. I think so, too. Joseph, are you downstairs? What do you want, Millie? Come here a minute. Okay. Hey, if, uh, if anybody tries to take my place here, tell them it's took, will you? Why don't you just tip your chair up? Ah, good idea. Uh, when you're through with that newspaper, save it for me, will you? Yes, I will. Alice! Alice! Yes, dear. Alice, are we in the right house? Sam, who is that? <laughs> who is that man? Where did you meet him? I don't know any more about him than you do. Personally, I'd say the fellow was lost and doesn't know it. Where is he now? Upstairs. He thinks there are grandchildren up there. Oh, my goodness. And you're sitting there letting an insane man wander around the house without doing anything? What would you suggest I do? Put him out, dear. Oh, that's all there is to it? Perhaps he's suffering from amnesia. You don't have to speak sharply to him. Just lead him gently to the door and tell him to go. The only thing is supposing he resents it. Well, if you speak to him carefully, he won't. Shh, he's coming back downstairs. You better step into the kitchen. Yes, dear, only be careful, Sam. My griddle cake's here yet? Well, no, they aren't. Uh, frankly, this service here is very poor. If I were you, I'd... Uh, 
Take my family and try the mansion house downtown. The front door is right out that way. Where can we get a doctor? A doctor? Yeah, for the grandchildren. Oh, yes, the grandchildren. Hey, where in the heck are my griddle cakes? I'll try to get them for you. Yes? Are you calling me? One order of griddle cakes, and when you have time, please call a doctor. A doctor? That's right, a doctor and griddle cakes. That's what Mr. Jackson wants. And we do want to keep him happy, that's for sure. Sam, have you any idea where Henry might have gone when he left the house this morning? No, and if he knows what's good for him, he won't come home. Has the doctor come yet? He's upstairs now. And Mr. Jackson is out on the porch. Why don't you ask him what time he's leaving? I did. Sometime before dinner. Until then, we'll simply have to bear with him. Sam, here comes another car. It's stopping right in front of the house. If Henry has sent any more people here... Oh, it's only Will Brown. Oh, if he asks for me, I don't want to see him. We'll never hear the end of this. Good morning. Do the Aldridge's live here? Yes, sir. Only I don't know whether they have any more rooms or not. Open up, Sam. I know you're in there. <laughs> oh, hello, Sam. Alice, <laughs> just thought I'd come over and see how business is. <laughs> well, business is fine, thank mm-hmm. you. Mighty nice place you've got. It's all right for a visit, but I wouldn't care to live here. Now, look here, Will. Where do I register? Will, have you seen Henry or Homer? <laughs> Not for the last hour. What were they doing when you did see them? They're talking about going down to the railroad station and meeting the incoming trains. <laughs> What's that? Who can that be? Probably an inquiry about rates. Hello? Yeah? What? No. Absolutely no. Yes, that's right. And if Henry's there, please tell him to come home. Oh, he left some time ago? Very well. Goodbye. Sam, you shouldn't turn any guests on like that. It isn't the way to build goodwill. That wasn't a guest, Will. It was Mr. Sparrow. He called about a car the boys are trying to, to buy on time payments. They still want to get that old car? Oh, no, not anymore. Mr. Sparrow says that now they're interested in a station wagon. They need it for their business. Well, why not let them get it, Sam? Didn't you say I like their initiative? They ought to be encouraged. Listen, Will, I've taken quite enough from you. Sam, the doctor wants to see you. He wants to see me? Yes, dear. Oh, you've got a doctor staying here, too. (laughs) Yeah, don't even speak to Will. You look upset, Alice. What's the matter? I am upset. Do you know what the doctor thinks? The two grandchildren have the measles. Uh, uh, Measles? Well, I guess I'll be running along. Will, do you know what that means? We'll be cooped up with that whole family for nearly three weeks. Father, father! Uh, Is father here, Mr. Brown? He's upstairs, Henry. If I were you, I wouldn't go up. He's with a doctor. What's that? Alice? Uh, Yes, Sam? The doctor wants to see you next. Oh, dear, what is it now? Gee, father, I hope nothing's wrong. Did Mr. Sparrow call? He did. Did you tell him he'd vouch for my credit? I certainly did not. But, Father, we're making money hand over fist. Henry, do you realize that those guests you brought home may be quarantined here? Oh, boy, at the regular rates? (laughs) Henry, what is it you want? A credit reference with Mr. Sparrow? Yes, sir. Well, anybody as enterprising as you deserves one. You mean you'll help us, Mr. Brown? I'd be glad to. Well, Brown. Oh, boy. (laughs) So long, Sam. (laughs) What harm going to do if we help the boy? Wasn't that what you said, Sam? Sam! The doctor says that what the children have is one of two things. Something worse than the measles? No, he says it might just possibly be a strawberry rash. 
Well, the only trouble is Mrs. Jackson doesn't remember giving the children any strawberries yesterday. Sure, Mother, they had strawberries yesterday. When? In the punch. Well, my goodness, Henry. Is there anything you and Homer didn't put in that punch? Well, not that I can think of offhand. Oh, then it is a rash, and Sam just think we won't be quarantined. Oh, the house is our own again. Oh, Mr. Aldridge. Yes, Mrs. Jackson? I just wanted to say that if we find it is due to strawberries, we'll be leaving the first thing in the morning. You mean you're staying another... Henry! Yes, Mother? Come out in the kitchen right this minute. Yeah, I'll be right there. Will it take long? Homer and I are supposed to meet the bus from Chicago. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Mr. Aldrich, I want you to know that we're going to tell everybody about your lovely roadhouse. Well, uh, Mrs. Jackson, I'm afraid that all of our rooms for tonight are taken. You mean you're all filled up? Yep. We can't stay? I can't tell you how disappointed I am, but there's another place in town that I can recommend. The rooms are even more comfortable than ours. Oh, where is it? And as soon as you're packed, I'll show you the way over there. Now, if you'll excuse me, Well, please. that's very nice of you. Operator, get me Santaville 631. Yes, please. I'll go right up and get packed. Splendid. Henry, I want to have a talk with you. Sam, are you really going to let Henry buy a station wagon on credit? Over my dead body. Hello, is this the Artcraft Sign Company? I'd like to order a small sign, Rush. It's to read, Rooms for Rent, Tourists Welcome. Got that? Fine. And take it over and stick it on the front lawn of Will Brown's house. The National Guard, an all-volunteer organization of citizen soldiers with units and armories in more than 2,200 communities in every state, offers many advantages to young men, especially those in the 17 to 18 and a half year age group, those who are facing a military obligation. These include the opportunity to begin training to defend their country while living at home and going to school or working at a civilian job. Pay for each weekly drill night and two-week summer camp, valuable technical training and leadership development, that leads to advancement and increased earning power, opportunities for an officer's commission, retirement benefits, facilities for sports and social activities, additional information and materials explaining the National Guard and its advantages may be obtained from the Information Office, National Guard Bureau, Pentagon, Washington 25, D.C. But, Father, if you don't want to take in any more rumors, would you at least be willing to let me build some cabins? Where? Out in the yard. Henry, you may not build any cabins in our yard. Gee whiz, Father, with all my ideas for making money, you just discourage me. On the contrary, Henry, I'm going to let you make some money. How, Father? From now on, for every idea you get, I'll pay you one dollar not to use it. <laughs> The Aldrich Family is transcribed is written by Clifford Goldsmith. Henry is played by Bobby Ellis and Homer by Jack Grimes. Mr. and Mrs. Aldrich are House Jameson and Catherine Roth. Your announcer is Dick Dudley. Listen again next week, same time, same station, for another sparkling half hour with The Aldrich Family. Good night, everybody. 
Tonight, it's the Phil Harris Alice Faye Show on NBC. And that's The Aldridge Family, starring Bobby Ellis from December 14, 1952. Also in the cast, Jackie Grimes, Catherine Rott, and House Jameson, as heard over NBC. Stick around, I'll give you our lineup for episode 70 of the Classic Radio Theater after this break. Next time on episode 70 of the Classic Radio Theater, brought to you by the Bradford Exchange, we'll hear two detective episodes of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, so don't miss it. To reach me and to learn more about the Classic Radio Club, visit ClassicRadioClub.com. Be sure to tune in to our next show. Thanks for listening.